Welcome. Y saludos amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports and a bit about ourselves. I'm your host Luigi and this is my co-host Jason. What's up everybody? Glad to have you back this week. Now, we're excited to have you with us again today, guys, for another great episode. Uh, we're going to go into some of our favorite Christmas movies and songs. Uh, but we're going to get that into our feature presentation. We'll go over a few things before that. Uh, we'll still have a little concession stand, some trailers, TV land, and then we'll get to our Christmas edition. So, Jason, how the hell you been, man? Oh, great, man. Actually, I, I'm a little sick, but dude, hopefully it, 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 we're recording on a Tuesday. I will be leaving to El Paso uh, this coming Thursday. <clears throat> Uh, so I can spend Christmas back with my family. So hopefully I can uh, beat this bug, dude. It's I have like a little sore throat and my nose is finally starting to run. I'm a little nervous, dude. <laughs> you taking I, anything? Oh, yeah. A, a bunch okay. of stuff. Okay. Cool. Um, And I think I know why, man. Because on Sunday, this past Sunday, it was the FIFA World Cup final. And we went to a, uh, a bar, outside bar, like uh, – it was a brewery that we have down in here in downtown Gilbert, uh, and they had just built up this place called the Park, and it's like an outside bar, like patio, and I have a big screen TV where people can come in, and they have like movie nights, so people can come in, get some hot chocolate, and watch movies with the family. Like it's very. Uh, oh, it sounds nice. Yeah, it is cool, and they were having a special for the World Cup that morning, uh, since it was the final. And, uh, yeah, we got there around 745. That's when they opened, and it was already packed, dude. We got there, you know, got our breakfast burritos, got a little bit of drinks, you know, any excuse to to drink in the morning. That's always a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was, uh, as I mentioned in <clears throat> our previous pod, I was rooting for Messi since, you know, Mexico and the U.S. got kicked out. I, I finally want to see him get his World Cup before. It's probably his last one, right? Uh, so... Uh, and I brought Jamie along with me because I don't want to go by myself. None of my friends uh, wanted to drive to the east side where I'm located and they didn't want to wake up there. Whatever reason it was, right? They just couldn't They couldn't come. Um, I, I wanted them to, but uh, I at least wanted Jamie to c- come with me. Uh, I wanted her to be a part of it. And I was like, you, you got to watch. You got to watch this. I promise you. She's not a soccer fan. But I was like, I promise you, like, I hope it's a good game. I just want you to. You know, if you if you're with people that are like cheering when there's almost a goal or a goal happens, like I just want you to be in that environment so you can. Yeah, maybe, it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, so you can maybe like it, right? Uh, and she's like, okay, whatever. Man, I was not expecting that type of game, dude. That's probably one of the best games I ever seen in my life. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. There was a there was talk about that in one of the chats we were in. Uh, our friends say it's the best they've ever seen. Respect. Uh, I don't know if I could put it there yet. I would have to like really think about all the sports moments, but yeah. it would be up there. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it wouldn't. It would definitely be in the conversation. It was the best soccer game I've ever watched. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I, it's close because the first one I saw was pretty amazing, but this one, wow! <laughs> like the dude, stars was- showed up and the game was just. It was a comeback. There, there were all kinds of storylines surrounding the game. There was a hat trick. Um, Jesus, both stars on both teams scored. It went to shootouts. Like, what? What more could you ask for? 
I know, dude. And it, you know what's crazy too, right? Because Argentina scored the first two goals right away, and it was it was like that for for about uh, you know seventy nine minutes. Yeah, and you're like, okay, it looks like Argentina's going to take it, and sure enough, a, a foul happens in the box for France. France and Mbappe, the young kid, tw- only twenty three years old, already has a World Cup when he was nineteen. You know, because France won it four years ago, scores it for them, and then ninety seconds later scores again and boom tie game just like that dude the snap of a a finger dude just just like that and that that second goal man that volley like it's amazing dude the guts he had for that that was just oh man i mean he almost single-handedly won a world cup like by himself practically and it's crazy because france is a good team but you watch that game, and it was like the Mbappe show. Like it was oh. wild. The only reason they lost was because he couldn't shoot twice. Shoot it, right, right, exactly, man. Oh my god! And then we got extra time, so another another thirty minutes of play, and both teams um, score in in the yeah. extra time. Like, and, come on, God, what a game! Do I needless to say, uh, at the end of the game, I looked at Jamie. I was like, do you under, do you understand, like? like those moments and like those almost goals almost right that that huge save by martinez in the like the last minute of extra time to send it to penalties dude that should have been a goal like but that block that that goalie had and to send it to pretty amazing yeah dude she was like i i get it now that like this was this was awesome And, and and again the crowd was awesome dude like almost everyone in that in that area was going for argentina there was uh some france fans in there uh people you know the france flag and like uh, it, it was cool, man. It was just an awesome environment. Uh, people were talking shit, but like a friendly shit talking, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Either the type that you want to see, they're like, oh, yeah, we're just talking shit because it's sports. And like, it's it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know what I mean? So it yeah. was odd. It was truly amazing. And uh, just to see Messi get uh, hold that trophy up uh, and cement himself and that legacy as probably one of the best players of all time. That's odd. It was I, I I almost wanted to cry. I, I almost did. I really did. <laughs> uh, I did it, uh, but I just felt so happy for him in that moment, dude. It um it definitely made me feel like, oh yeah, well, now the argument is pretty damn strong that Messi could be the goat. Uh, that was just an amazing, amazing game for Messi too. I mean, he scored two. And then another goal was an assist, like from him, like straight on. Yeah, he like, was involved. He made a beautiful pass to make that goal happen. It was it was well, fantastic. He he made a pass to clear it up, and the other guy passed it to the middle, and then he passed it, and then Angel Di Maria scored that last one. But like he created that pretty much uh, all those openings. Like he may have not been that direct assist, but if it wasn't for that pass that he had, which was like behind the back, beautiful behind the back pass um towards his open wing oh dude it was truly amazing man and and uh also just like kind of the storylines behind like all the players that are behind him because they're a lot younger than him and uh, one of the kids i think it's a uh, uh, julian alvarez um he took there was a picture with him when he was eight years old that he took with messi while he was like playing for argentina he was only eight and like you can sense it throughout the whole World Cup that all these players, and they're all young players, they were just trying so hard to get Messi his his World Cup. Like, they were playing for him, and they were just giving his all. They were sliding for tackles and, 
and, and just do, throughout the whole tournament, you can just see like them just, I, we, we're not going to let Messi down this year. We're just not going to do it. Like it was just God's will. They're just going to give it, give it their all just so they can uh, get their childhood hero uh, a victory and, and go out as a winner. Uh, I mean, he's only 35. Will he play at 39? I think he goes as a winner and doesn't uh, do the World Cup again. At 39, maybe he can do it again, but I wouldn't want him because there's an opportunity he loses. I would say go out as a winner, you know? Uh, he's So, I don't know, man. Well, that had <laughs> been his plan before, so I don't see why why it wouldn't be um... – why it wouldn't be his plan now, now that he's actually <laughs> gotten the cup, you know? Yeah, well, he he, he holds the record for most uh, uh, World Cup matches now, uh, that final. I think he has 25 now total in, in World Cup history, and that's a lot. And maybe he wants to just break that, make it, that record go even further so no one can break it, you know? Uh, that would be my only guess, but, like, I mean, and he has a young squad too, so maybe keep it going with them. I don't know, dude, but... I doubt it. I think this will be. I mean, maybe, maybe he'll he'll play a couple more years in the Euro leagues, but I th- I don't think he's going back to another World Cup. But we'll see. Could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. He'll be he'll be over he'll be over at uh in the U.S. well North American World Cup in in uh, a Walker by that point, uh, which we uh, <laughs> well I'm going. I I promised my dad that. When I think I was when I was younger, I told him I would take him to a World Cup, and this is probably the perfect opportunity to take him to. So we're planning on going to watch a World Cup match in Mexico. So oh yeah, you're gonna go to Mexico City, right? Yeah, but I think Jermaine's kind of a uh, <clears throat> kind of convinced me to maybe go to Monterrey just because the stadium. They all look so amazing. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Uh, Not gonna lie, it does look beautiful. But also make it like a, a vacation trip, so like maybe my mom can tag along, and then my dad's brother lives in Mexico City, so you know it, it just kind of makes kind of sense to go there. But I mean, we'll city see. wise, yeah, city wise, Mexico City for sure. Yeah. Tickets if you're on talking sale the stadiums, in two years, so we'll see. All right, all right. So I got some news, Jason. Uh, Give it to me. It's it's mostly out of DC. I don't know if you've been hearing about the DC shakeup. Oh, I heard I heard quite a bit. Refresh my memory. So I think we talked about this last time. Henry Cavill is out. Yes. Uh, we were talking about how, how he might have been a pawn of of uh, the Rocks in like a bid to get more viewers. The Rock has since debunked that. He said that is absolutely not true. No, um, definitely true. I don't care. What <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting to see what what's going to go on with the rock too, because he's also stated that black Adam two is not part of the first chapter of this new DC universe. I'm wondering if it's part of any of the chapters. It sounds like they're trying to do a full on reboot of the DC universe, uh, minus like suicide squad, which I feel like they could probably get away with. <laughs> Cause if you think about it, I don't recall any specific characters coming out in suicide squad. The really? issue though, the end the issue though would be a uh, peacemaker the end of peacemaker when oh the end of peacemaker the whole, there we go yeah, yeah the whole justice league comes out and it literally shows it literally fucking shows jason ezra. momoa and ezra miller which we yeah. know ezra miller is going to get replaced like there's no way that fool keeps his job if if all of these different things are happening right we don't know what's going to happen with gal gadot 
James Gunn said she is not. She has not been replaced or fired. Uh, just the movie has been canceled. We don't know what's going to happen with that next. They haven't said a anything lot. about Jason Momoa either, though. No, they haven't. It sounds like this next movie is his last run. No, oh, really? I don't think okay. so. I, I think I think he's going to part ways with the role, and I think they're going to go in a different direction, man. Which that's too bad. That's too bad. Uh, there were some good things about the DC EU. There were a lot of mediocre and bad things. I'll admit. But uh, Jason Momoa was not one of those bad things. He was a good choice, I thought, for Aquaman. Uh, the movie was not bad. Uh, I think he made the movie, him and the guy that plays Black Manta. God, I forgot his name. They they did fantastic. I thought they did a great job. I don't think we're going to see him again. I don't know. Again, I could be wrong, but I really think they're trying to restart everything. I mean... James Gunn is doing a young Superman movie when he barely becomes a reporter at the Daily Planet, when he first meets Lois Lane. So all of this is going to be very different from what we've seen. J.J. Uh, Abrams' black Superman with ta Coates as the writer is still happening. So I'm wondering uh, what multiversal story we're going to get out of that. Uh, ben Affleck is in talks to do a DC film now and not to be Batman. So that's interesting. It. Yeah, yeah. Now, Patty Jenkins rebuked the story that we had mentioned last week about her going all crazy and sending uh, the Wikipedia page of character art. She said that's not true. And Gunn has attested that he's only had positive experiences with her. But this just plays in, right? Like, when you hear this news, does it sound like things are stable there? Like the back and forth, right? Yeah, it doesn't, honestly. Like, they're just saying that for... um... PR purposes, you know, I it, it could be, or maybe they could be right. Like, hey, I, I obviously media always tries to try to get a story out of everything. You know, they got they have to release news every week, right? And you're always kind of pressured to do stuff. So if you get any little information, you kind of just want to run with it and kind of make it a story. So it could be that, or it actually could be happening, you know. So it, you just can't really believe a lot of things until you see it happen, right? So exactly the way I'm looking at it is there's clearly a problem because both sides are pointing fingers, which means something happened and something's wrong. Something's terribly wrong. Uh, but that's what happened when we when we lost uh, Wonder Woman three Snyderverse man, obviously, is now dead. There's no way that's coming back, which I was thinking about it. And that kind of makes the films worse in my eyes. Because those Snyder films, I mean, they were trying to build towards something. You could tell that there was a future in this storyline, and then you never get to see it. So I'm like, what was the point? What was yeah. the point? They were just trying to compete with the the MCU, man, and they just kind of they, they were trying to do it too fast, you know? It, it felt like because MCU just already had such a huge head start and they're just they weren't really going anywhere with any of the stories and trying to time it in and it just felt too rushed in my opinion, and it, it may be for the best, unfortunately. I know. I really do hope they, they had keep... some good stuff. Like you said, like there's, there's a lot of stuff that I liked, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of stuff that just like, was just like, uh, we, it, it may need a reset and I'm, I'm okay with it. I really hope they keep the James Gunn suicide squad and Harley Quinn related things. Like I thought Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad were some of the best movies that DC came out with in the past, like, what, decade? Besides the Batman, because it's not connected. Or the Joker, again, not connected. Yeah. So the connected universe, that, that was it. Those two. It, it would be disappointing to see them go. 
Shazam, I think they could still pull it out as saying that it's not connected to the rest of uh, the DCEU because you never see Henry Cavill's face and that wasn't even him in costume at the end of Shazam, the first one. So I think they could spin it as long as there's nothing in the new movie that connects to the DCEU. I think that they could go unscathed. Yeah, I agree. All right, next up for me is uh, Avatar 2, made $435 million at the box office worldwide. Uh, I think it made... Uh, I think Opening it was, weekend. Yes, opening weekend. I think it made 130 to 150 domestic, so that was below expectations. I think they're going to be fine, though. If they're making $435 million and they don't have a massive drop this next week, we'll find out this next week. Um I think they can make profit, but they have to make close to a billion to make a profit because the movie was so expensive. I thought it was so, close to two billion. No, no, it was a four hundred million dollar movie, so they would have to make like eight hundred million total after oh, really? merchandising, well, I mean, advertising, marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I could have sworn I read something about two billion, but yeah, you could be right. Two billion is kind of a lot, but I mean, who knows with these movies and well, a billion <laughs> just to make like a decent profit. Oh, Two okay. billion to be like a successful, successful blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's what I. That's what I read. Okay. Yeah. It won't but be a flop. Not a bad, if they make that's a not a bad opening weekend, though. If you think about it, it's, it's really of... not. I mean, they spent way too much money, is what that tells me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've both talked about it. We're lukewarm on it. Like we're both going to see it because we know the visuals are going to be amazing. I'm going to make sure I go see it in the theater because it feels like that's the whole point of this movie. I wouldn't go out and buy it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, but like I, I don't know if I want to go sit three hours in a movie. Three hours, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I hear like there are three, a couple three points hour, where it drags a bit too. Yeah, three hours for a movie. Like, I'm not too excited about. Like, if it was the Batman, right? Because the Batman was like what two forty five. Yeah, it was a long movie. I said now, now that I, I don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're that's invested. The Batman. Yeah, I'm yeah. invested. And the Avatar, again, the first one, I I really enjoyed. Don't get me wrong. But then after watching it again and like seeing it again, it's like, uh, nah, all right, I'm done with it. So like, it's already like, I don't know if I want to sit three hours for this, but who knows? I could be wrong, man. I heard it was visually stunning again. So I mean, even in the commercials, even in the commercials, it's like, wow, they look, they look as close to real as I've ever seen anything in CGI. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, pretty amazing. I think I'm just used to the CGI so much where I'm just not like, wow, where I'm not wild personally. I, I was still wowed. Like, really? The, okay. I was looking at the detail in their hands, like the pigmentation in their skin, uh, the wrinkles in, in like parts of their, like their knuckles. It was, it was impressive. Like it, it was pretty damn impressive. I definitely want to see what they do with a full movie, but yeah, we'll see what the story is like. I, I mean, it's probably going to be more of what we've seen before. So, yeah, I feel that. Well, I'll let you know if uh, on the next episode, guys, because I'll probably end up watching something this this weekend for the Christmas holidays with my nephews. And um, it might be this because I, I was looking up stuff and I was like, nothing really interests me personally. But we'll see. All right. And, you got uh, one more thing for us, right, Jason? I do. I do. Just a reminder. I know we talked about Glass Onion. A Knives Out, right? The, the sequel to it. Uh, it does, in fact, come out on December 23rd. 
um, on Netflix. Uh, so you guys can watch that for free on Netflix. So if you guys didn't have a chance to see it during the Thanksgiving holiday, you can see it for free. And if you guys really enjoyed Knives Out, if you guys haven't watched that, go watch that first and then watch Glass Onion. Uh, I I, enjoy, I really enjoyed the first one and I'm excited to see this the second one. Same, man. I, I, You know I love me some murder mysteries, so I'm on board. Me too, man. The, stat, the cast is stacked too, so I can't wait. All right, we got our candies, man. Let's go. Let's go into the movie theater. We got to catch those trailers. Lights There's are only getting a few. dim. Lights are getting dim, my friend. The oh, lights are getting dim. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, I tripped on there? a step. No. Okay. Damn it! I tripped on a step. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, anyway. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Next up, of course, is trailers. We've got. Uh, I've got one which stems from the DC news. After Henry Cavill let everyone know, hey. Turns out I'm not going to be Superman after all. And by the way, I fired my manager who was the rocks manager. Hmm. Wonder how all that went down. Anyway, him and his current girlfriend are going to do a series on a game called Warhammer. Apparently this is like a a board game, like a strategic board game uh, where two armies fight against each other and you actually like buy all the pieces, you paint them. He, Henry Cavill does all of these things. He's very into it. Uh, the show is co- going to Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. And him and his current girlfriend are going to be the ones behind the show. They're going to be the runners and or investors in getting the show made. Oh, sweet. Okay, yeah. So you said it's like a board game type of thing? Yeah, I'm guessing because I've never played Warhammer, but I'm assuming it's like Risk but Fantasy. Or Hmm. it could, yeah, yeah, something like that. Something in that sense where you have like armies and you're fighting against other kingdoms, but it's in the fantasy world and I'm sure there's like magic and all of those. I don't know the details. Someone can let us know. I'm sure Jermaine knows about it, so he could let us know. Uh, I think there's also a video game version of it. So lots of lots of lore in this world for them to dig into, which I hear is why he left the Witcher because they weren't staying true to the lore. And, and that bothered. To, okay. Also, oh, he's really into the fantasy. It seems like. Yeah, yeah, he's a cool. real big fantasy fan. Yeah, that's cool. All right. All right. So, I also have Blood Origin, which is actually a prequel to The Witcher. Speaking of, this is a good little segue. It's a prequel to The Witcher, and it's going to be starring Michelle Yeoh. That comes out this Christmas, guys. So you guys you guys have a few days uh, for it to come out. Well, depending on when this episode comes out. Today it is December 20th. We are recording right now on December 20th. So on December 25th, Michelle Yeoh, Blood Origin, prequel to The Witcher. Nice. Uh, that's going to be a show, right? Yes, that's going to okay, be a sorry, show. Sorry. You were speaking. Uh, it, was, it was a lot of information to soak in. I was like, all right, just just wanted to verify that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, Netflix? Yes, sir. Yeah, because uh, Witcher's on Netflix. So I figured. Yes. Okay, perfect. All right, good to know. I don't know how they're going to do it without Henry Cavill, man, but we'll see. All right, so last up for me, Jason, is Puss in Boots is out this Wednesday, December 21st, for all you parents. And Shrek fans, uh, of which I am one. So I'm I'm probably going to end up seeing that with my daughter, Katya. I know she wants to see it. She's seen the trailer. She's like, yep, I want to go see that, Dad. 
So I'm definitely going to end up watching that with her. I just haven't decided if I'm going to wait to watch it with Katya and Grandma because Grandma's coming into town oh, on the 24th or the 23rd, I think it is. So, yeah, I might just wait for her and then we'll we'll go see it together. That's cool, man. Uh, that's like Puss in Boots 2, right? Because there's been a Puss yes. in Boots movie, right? Yes, this okay. is... Uh, I forgot what it's called. Last last life or something like it's about him having his last of nine lives. His ninth life. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. All right. So cool. that's it for me. December 21st. That's Wednesday. It's probably out by the time you hear this, guys. If you got a kid, you know what movie to take him to. Nice. Um, now I just want to do some quick trailers on these three films, which we've talked about, but uh they've released official trailers or a, an extended trailer uh first one i'm gonna go with my boy christopher nolan uh and his film uh, oppenheimer uh we got a release release date for that and that's gonna be july 21st of 2023 um <clears throat> stacked cast guys uh, i'm just gonna give you guys a few names just to let you guys know uh killing murphy robert downey jr florence Pugh, uh jack quaid matt damon uh, Emily Blunt, uh, uh, Rami Malik, uh, Josh Peck. For all my Drake and Josh fans out there, he's in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a stat cast. It's just a again, I don't know how Christopher Nolan does it, but I guess everyone wants to act or you know make a move, make a film with him. So I'm pretty sure a lot of the actors are lining up just to um, be in a movie with him. Oh, Jack Quaid. Uh, if you uh, for those of you guys who don't know who Jack Quaid is, he is from the Boys, the uh, the boyfriend, the simp uh, boyfriend, the uh, the loser uh, kind of guy uh, that's in part of the, the main boys. character. The main character. I wouldn't Jesus say he's the main Christ. character, bro. I mean, the show starts out with him and his girlfriend. It so follows he's the main him. Character? Okay, okay. I would I would argue that at least in the first season, he's the main character. God, okay, man, man, you took a big old shit on him. <laughs> I just don't like him in the boys, bro. I just like I. In season two, life. he became, or not season two, season three, he became real self selfish. Yeah, when he started injecting himself with the serum and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, but anyway, we'll to, but he's also in it, and uh, we. What'd you think of the trailer? I I, I thought it was fast, uh, pretty pretty fascinating. We didn't oh, get a lot, which is which I'm okay with. I have a few questions. Um, I'm wondering about Cillian Murphy's German accent. Um, it doesn't sound like one. He's but here and there. Yeah, Oppenheimer's a German scientist. Oh. Oh, okay. He, oh, he defects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, he he is supposed to be German, and that that the trailer also kind of like it. It makes a lot of use of the explosions, obviously, because we're talking about an atomic bomb. Uh, but I feel like I worry that viewers are going to expect an action movie, and this is not this. I mean, from from everything I would understand, this is not an action movie. It's about the making of the bomb, not about like the war or the battles that that were bef- that were leading up to the bomb. So it, I just kind of feel like that might be a little misleading to someone who sees the commercials because they use a lot of fire in in the commercials. So I'm interested in seeing how they mitigate that to to temper expectations. Of course, I assume most people know who Christopher Nolan is. I don't know if 
you know, non-cinephiles are, are as aware, but I feel like most people do. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you're right on the nose on that one. Um, I think it's going to be more of a dialogue movie. Uh, definitely with, especially with this character and it's kind of building up to the bomb and the creation of the bomb. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I'm excited for it. It's Christopher Nolan. I don't think he's missed in my opinion. You may think otherwise with Tenet, but we, we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> just the more I think about that movie, the less I like it. But I got to rewatch. We'll see. Uh, it's it's definitely one of those movies that does deserve a rewatch. So yeah, I'm going. I'm probably going IMAX. Honestly, man, to go see for Oppenheimer. Film. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, just because of score and everything, you know, I. I he yeah. has a great score in all his films. So, yeah, I just don't know if I'm willing to spend money on a drama in IMAX, but I respect that. I respect that. Uh, I just want to hear him say the quote, Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. It's a sick quote. I want to hear him say it in a very somber tone, almost regretfully. It'll be fantastic. Yeah, man, I'm excited. Great. Uh, another film that we talked about briefly, but there's another extended trailer that came out. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Hey. The sequel to Spider-Man Across the Universe? Or what was it? Into the Spider-Verse. In, into the Spider-Verse. There we go. We got a release date for that as well. That's going to be June 2nd of 2023. This extended trailer showed so many different versions of Spider-Man. Oh, and dude. A clear conflict between Spider Man 2099 and Spider Gwen and um, Miles Morales. Miles Morales. So I want to see. I want to see what this conflict is. There's clearly a disagreement on how to figure out a problem that they have. How uh, so... it ends, right? Like, uh, I thought we were supposed to be the good guys. And he's like, we are. And then fucking punches him or something. I don't know, dude. Uh, the animation again like, just looks amazing it's out of this world it's some of the best animation and it's part of the reason why I won an oscar for it uh it's just so comic book like just comic book in your face and just so great uh, yeah it looks like you're sliding through the panels man it's really cool it's uh, very so awesome. very cool i i'm so excited for it that was uh, again second maybe first best spider-man movie out there you know so yeah, it's hard for me. I always go back and forth between that and No Way Home. But I do think Spider-Verse probably has a more cohesive story. So you could give it to Spider-Verse, but I'll always be flip-flopping between those two. I love them both so same, much. Same, same. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer for that one. Uh, and, and lastly, man, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We got another extended trailer. Uh, this movie, if we haven't given you the release date, it's going to be on Cinco de Mayo, uh, 2023. Uh, what was really cool about this extended trailer is we got a showing of Adam Warlock, played by Will Pol- Poulter, which we talked about. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know who Will Poulter is, he's the boy from We Are the Millers, the one that gets bit on the nuts by a spider. Uh, he's going to be Adam Warlock, guys. <laughs> so uh, He looks great, though. Yeah, he looks he looks like someone you don't want to fuck with. So going from that to this, pretty impressive. (laughs) Yeah, you know what also noticed, dude? I think um what's what's the what's the raccoon's name? I I figured Rocket. Rocket, dude. I think he dies in this one. Yeah, there's a good chance. I mean, the story does center around him, from what I understand. We know Drax has to die. 
uh, he, uh, Dave Bautista keeps saying he doesn't want to, he's not going to play the role again. So I'm assuming they're going to kill him off. Yeah. I just wonder, are they going to kill Gamora off? You know? <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, a second time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. That sucks. I, I do like Gamora as a character, so that would be too bad. I feel like because it's also James Gunn, right? And he's going to focus too much on the on the DC side of things. So this, I th- I feel like a lot of them are going to get killed off. Well, yeah, I mean, he's obviously not returning to Marvel. This yep. is the end of this version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's why we know whoever was there because they wanted to work with James Gunn is going to be gone. So I want to see who ends up staying. I feel like... Chris Pratt is in too deep. They've got him as Star Lord. He's like the face of the franchise. They're not gonna. Let they're not go. gonna kill him off just yet if he's willing to play it again. I feel like Karen Gillan might be an easy an easy one to keep, but we'll see, man. I know Groot will be easy. Shoot, Vin Diesel could play Groot until he's fucking ninety five, as long as he can say I am Groot. So yeah, easy ass paycheck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see who ends up dying in this one. But I for sure it's got to be Drax. That's the only one that I'm for sure on. I hope not Rocket. I'd really like to see Rocket live. <laughs> but there's a good chance on that one too. I agree, man. I I really like him as a character. But yeah, man, that's that's all we got for our trailer. So let's uh let's let's move on to this TV land. TV land, Jason. What you've been watching? Not much, man. I'm I'm, I'm wa- oh. I'm uh, five episodes into season three of uh, Game of Thrones, hey, so I'll, I'll have sick. I'll have a season three recap for you guys fairly soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got, man. I know you watched you a lot of about, stuff. Well, how are you right. feeling about season three of Game of Thrones? Oh, I, I I've got some stuff to tell you, but I'm gonna save it for our recap. I got some fair stuff. enough. Fair enough. Oh man, I I cannot wait for you to get through this season. It's such a good season. It is juicy. It is juicy. It's a, it's an intense one. It's an intense one for sure. <laughs> um, let me see. I'm looking at season three right now to see what kind of stuff you're looking at. Huh. Oh, so have you? You've already seen? No, you said you won't say anything. All right, I'm not I'll stop say there. anything. Yeah, I'll stop there. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I wanted to wanted to ask, but fair enough. Fair You'll enough. You'll have okay. to wait. Yeah. All right. So for me, guys, I Jason is correct. I have watched quite a few, quite a few things. Once again, uh, this is this is. I'm not going to go too deep into them because we are going to be doing best of shows next week. So I'm not going to go too deep. But this is definitely going to be the end of my heavy watching uh i've got a few more shows to finish up a few movies to finish up for the end of the year but i'm finishing up i tried to get through our our flag means death a taika waititi title uh couldn't get through it i couldn't get through it my friend Mm. it was just it was not for me it was not for me it was definitely um i don't know i don't know what to tell you it it just became increasingly more and more ridiculous, and yeah, I, I wasn't into it. I did finish The Patient on Hulu. Quick watch, 10 episodes, 22 minutes each. Mm. 
I'll say the story doesn't have much to it. The set is pretty much two different places for the most part. Um, but it is a great show of acting by Steve Carell. And gosh, I cannot remember the other guy's name. He's Irish. He is a ginger. Gosh, let me see. The patient. He's got a very unique last name, too. Nothing, Jason? Yeah, nothing for me. I don't know if you've seen oh, that. Uh, Domhnall uh, Gleeson. Domhnall Gleeson. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, Domhnall Gleeson has come out in quite a few things. Um, he came out in About Time, Ex Machina, uh, Peter Rabbit, Harry Potter, The Revenant. So lot, lots, lots of things. Brooklyn, he's in, I remember him in Brooklyn pretty damn good actor uh he's he's got the irish look but in this one he plays uh, an american serial killer and he kidnaps his therapist to have him do therapy at home so that's all i'm gonna say about that one i will talk about it more in possibly in best of but I would definitely recommend a watch. It's not the most amazing thing, but the acting is pretty good. You know, uh, Andrew Leeds is in it too. He's uh, he's one of the boys in Major Pain. <laughs> uh, oh, yes, yes. He's the one that okay. has that very raspy voice. That, you're no kidding. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's the one that was like a, the bully, right? Oh he was the leader before the other guy God. took over. No kidding. He plays the son of Steve. Cor- wow, wow. He just blew my mind right now. <laughs> That's yeah, I was cool. looking at the cast. That's funny. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, I thought that guy, I was like, what happened to that guy? Well, there he is making stolen shows. So I also watched Reservation Dogs season two. Ooh, how uh, was This that? is about, uh, gosh, is it four friends? Yeah, four friends in uh, I know. a reservation in Oklahoma whose oh. friend kills himself in the first ep- well first episode of the season first season is yeah. yeah first episode of the first season that's what it deals with and it's just their journey through that and uh, just going through trials and tribulations in the world that they live in and and making jokes out of their own life you know just just having um, gosh having a, a a light heart about everything and then also showing how much their past and their ancestors mean to them while doing this comedic show. It's, it is a very original show and I really enjoy watching it. It's now, did you like a uh, season two more than season one? I would say once season two picks up. Yes. But I think mm. the first two to three episodes of season two dragged a bit for me. Okay. Uh, season one did not feel like it dragged at all. It was harder for me to not watch season one as opposed to season two, where it took me quite some time to get to it, uh, even though I had watched parts of the first few episodes. So I will say that, but season two, the ending again, it has a great payoff uh, for pretty much all of the characters. And you definitely, they could end the show just like that. It's renewed for a third season. But they could have ended the show with season two, and I would have been satisfied. That's mm. that's how well it ends. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, I've seen the first two episodes or three, I think, of uh, season one. I liked it. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've been telling Gabby uh, Skoden because that's one of the things they say. Like, let's go then. 
instead they should, they just say Skodan in the show and oh, i've been like, saying that yeah. <laughs> and she's like oh my god you did not just say that i'm like yeah i did i did Skodan. um but yeah I, I definitely enjoy the show i'll talk more about it on best of i'm pretty sure you're gonna hear about that one from me again Bad. And then The Boys Diabolical, the animated show that is related to The Boys Show on Amazon. They do some wild stuff on this show. The animation is uh, in different styles, and none of the episodes are connected. They're all stories written by different people and directed by different people. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, you will definitely like it, Jason. I'm telling you right now. Like Visions and... um... Love Death and Robots. That's yes, of, yeah, that's exactly. Of yeah, it is very much like that, and I'm pretty sure the creators of your favorite animated show did an episode because the animation style is the same. Uh, that episode is pretty wild too, so I would definitely check it out if I were you. My favorite animation show. Do you know who my favorite animation? Rick and Morty. Oh, okay. There you go. You do know that. All right. Yeah. No yeah. said, bro. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, I guess I should have said that to the audience, guys. His favorite animation show, Rick and Morty. There's definitely an episode with the style. I'm assuming it's both creators. They do an episode in Looney Tunes style, which was hilarious. Oh, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> a lot of episodes in the style of God, the show Impossible. I think it is. No, Invincible. Invincible. Jesus. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. As soon as you said Impossible, I was like, Invincible. By the way, guys, if you guys haven't seen Invincible, go watch that shit. Yeah, it's a fantastic show as well. I'm still waiting for season two of that. Can't believe it hasn't come out yet. I know, dude. And then last for me is one of the most interesting comedy shows I've ever watched. Uh, It's six episodes and a Christmas special. And guys, the Christmas special is fantastic. It's called Murderville. Uh, Will Arnett Jason, you you know Will Arnett, right? Yeah, I do. So for the for our audience, Will Arnett came out first in um, Arrested Development. That was the show that I can first remember seeing him in, alongside Jason Bateman. He also plays BoJack Horseman. From what I understand, he he's obviously the main guy in murderville he plays the voice of batman and lego batman he was in blades of glory the he was a uh, amy pollard's sister a uh, brother or <laughs> i a was couple. like what uh, oh yeah you are you are correct yes yes they they used to be married too though right amy pollard and will arnett they used to be married i don't know i don't know yeah I, they were i'll yeah. believe you if you say yes yeah from 20, 2003 to 2016 they split up in 2016 Wow. Well, he is the main guy, and the whole premise of the show is that it's a murder mystery every episode, and it's impromptu. So everyone's given a general script. Yeah, everyone's given a general script except for the guest star of the show. So whoever the guest of the show is has no idea what the murder is, what the script is, or any of that, and they have to guess who the murderer is. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and people who, who who were on the first season were Marshawn Lynch from the Seahawks, uh, Annie Marshawn Beast Lynch, mode? Beast oh, Mode. Beast yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he came out in it, and then Annie Murphy. I hear she's a Canadian actress. I don't personally know her, but she came out in it. Uh, we've got Kumail Nanjiani who came out in it as well. Uh, Sharon Stone, Conan O'Brien, Ken Jeong. Gosh. Who else? Who else am I missing? Kim Jong-un? No, Kim Ken Jong. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Kim Jong. 
Ken Jung. Yeah. Those are the ones I can remember. And in the, in the Christmas special, it is pretty much his friends because it has Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes in it. And Sean Hayes is in like a surprise role, which is pretty great. Uh, It's also got uh, Maya Rudolph as another one of the people who's trying to solve it. And Pete Davidson comes out in it as well. That one, that one, if I would recommend one episode, it would probably be the Christmas special. It was fantastic. That (laughs) one and the Conan O'Brien episodes were the best ones. Some really good improv. They were really good at it. So I highly recommend uh, Murderville if you want to watch a comedy that's like really low stakes. It's kind of like SNL, but sounds better. Yeah, it's like if it would be one long SNL skit and Will Arnett is pretty much just trying to fuck with whoever the guest is. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. (laughs) That takes some uh, some serious writers there. Uh, So shout out to the writers in that show. It's 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 you should check it out. It's fun. (laughs) Uh, But that's it for me on on um, what's it called? TV land. It's the most wonderful time of the year. That's right, man. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Favorite Christmas. It's our Christmas special. And we're going to start off with favorite Christmas songs, man. You know, what better than to right after um, Thanksgiving, we're going right, you know, during Thanksgiving, we start hearing this. Nothing but the radio, nothing playing but Christmas songs. And are, are do you get tired of that? Do you hate hearing that song? those songs? There are some songs that I'm not a fan of. Uh, only because they get played out so much. Like, uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. I hate that song. I hate that song, too. Thank well, you. They play yeah. it so much. Like, my God, it's and, not that good of a song. Dude, I used to have a huge problem with Christmas songs until... We have our phones now, so we can just play whatever songs we want. And while we're on the road, we don't have to listen to the radio. Right? Yeah. So now it's kind of like, yo, I'm kind of in the mood for Christmas songs. Right, because you don't listen to them normally. Exactly. So now, this this week, I've been kind of listening to Christmas songs. I have a playlist going on, and it's it's very... um, I'm in the mood, and I'm excited to see my family, so... Let's kick it off with some uh, some Christmas songs. Do you want me to go first, Luigi, or do you want to go first? You know what? You go first. I'll go second. Okay. Um, I will say this. You put your list up first. So there's there was, I think, uh, one or two songs that I wish I would have had on my list, but I didn't have them on there. But it was okay. I was able to reroute myself. Um, I'm going to go with Let It Snow, Let It Snow, man, by Dean Martin. Let it snow. Let, let it snow. snow let, let it snow. snow. Yeah, Dean well, Martin's well, version. Okay, okay. I like Dean Martin's version. Yeah. 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 There's because the with Christmas songs, it does really matter. I mean, with most songs, but with Christmas songs specifically, especially if you've got memories tied to them, it's usually a certain version. Yes, it's definitely because I you, you you'll hear other songs you're like, oh no, this this song's trash. Like, dude, uh, I'm sorry, Jamie, I'm gonna have to throw you under the bus, but like, she was playing some Justin Bieber Christmas playlist album and i was like what is this trash fucking get out of here <laughs> i don't want this shit what the fuck is this get out of here change it. jamie jamie's a justin yeah. bieber fan no but i think it's just the uh the one of the christmas songs is like she was singing along to it and i was like oh it's a justin bieber one i was like yeah no You're boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> 
play the original <laughs> or not the original, but like play 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 an older version of this, please. Jason so. calls up Justin Bieber. You're a phony. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a phony, but it just sounded too poppy for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean I'm not a I'm not a Justin Bieber fan. So, um, I, I wouldn't say I'm not a Justin Bieber fan. I I do like some of his songs. Um, but it just christmas time and like the way they were playing it like it just it just it just wasn't for me bro it just wasn't interesting okay all right so my first one is is a classic and by a classic voice of christmas it's holly jolly christmas by burl ives yes dude that was actually one of that's one of them that that i would have put on my list yeah, it was between that and rocking around the Christmas tree for me, and I was like, "No, I like Holly Jolly oh, Christmas." Oh, I almost put that on my list, but it wasn't. Have a Holly Jolly Christmas, right? It's the best time oh, of the year. I love that song, man. It gets me in a good mood every time. I'm like, man, I want to drink some ponche, and I want to sit around the tree and hang out and talk and play board games and watch movies. So it's it's a good memories song for that one. Yeah, dude, I love that song. That's a I love that pick, man. Um Yeah, dude, uh, dude, I'm just I'm just getting such in such a happy mood right now. <laughs> uh my, my next one, uh, these are in no particular order by the way, guys. Um Same. well, at least for me. Um I was singing it earlier. It's the most wonderful time of the year by Andy Williams, uh specifically. Um it just reminds me of like I don't know why I don't even know if Home Alone had this song in there, but it reminds me of like the Home Alone series movies, um, mm, and just other Christmas okay. songs, brand like where like it was just you see this the skyline of cities and stuff when it's snowing and like Christmas trees, like that's just what I remember as a kid. I would just remember seeing hearing that song when that's um, watching a movie. You know, I don't know. It was just it was a great time. I know. I hear you, man. I hear you. That's that's the best thing about Christmas songs. They definitely remind you of something all the time. So I agree. That's that's what makes a lot of them good. But I actually went with a few that are not. They are not the versions that you would imagine. So you've heard the Nutcracker songs, right? The songs from the Nutcracker. Uh, you'll have to sing them to me, bro. But yeah, I think so. Well, I, I I can't really I can't really do that, my friend. I don't <laughs> I, I don't have either. the voice for it. Um, mm. But here, let me let me give you some. Oh, give me a little taste. You give me a little, a little taste. taste. Let's see if you can hear it. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. So there's a version of it by Duke Ellington called Sugar Rum Cherry. Yo. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it is fantastic. It is a great take on the song. So jazzy. Uh, and it's got it's got its own attitude and it still feels like a Christmas song. I would highly recommend a good listen to that song. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Duke Ellington. So it's it, the second I heard it, I was like, this is this is uh, some of the best of jazz. And it's a Christmas version of uh, Sugar Plum Fairy. So that that was my next pick. Oh man. Okay, cool. I like that. I like, dude, I didn't, I, I mean, that's a, <coughs> that's a classic one and that rendition. Okay. I might have to look it up now. Cool. Uh, Here, let me, me, how about this? How about this? How about this? 
I'm going to give you a little taste of it, my friend. I'm going to give you a little taste here. And give me a taste. Give me a little snack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're stupid. <laughs> you're, you're a funny guy, Jason. You're a funny guy. Here we go. I mean, I don't know if our listeners can hear that, but I can barely hear it. Oh, oh, there we go. Okay. Okay. Okay, Luigi. You okay, feel okay. me, right? Yeah, you yeah, feel yeah, me, I feel right? That. I feel that. I feel that. I was okay. like, ooh, that's got a that's got a vibe. It's got its own style. It's in your face too. Like somehow while being so smooth, little jazzy it's still too. in your face. Yeah. Oh, so jazzy. I, I fell in love with it. I was like, that's, that's awesome. the only version I want to hear now. Yeah, you don't want to hear that little ding, 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 ding. You know, like the little bell kind of thing. That, that one actually <laughs> does sound a lot better. I feel that. I feel that. Um, my next pick, man, it's gonna be from the Beach Boys. Little Saint Nick. I love that it's song. It's a little Saint Nick. It's a little, little Saint, Saint Nick. Nick. Oh yeah, dude. I don't know why. Again, it just reminds me of movies growing up as a kid. Yeah, they go in their in their acapella voices. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds a very just joyful and just puts you in a good mood, and that's what you want from Christmas songs, bro. So yeah, I had to put it in there, which is so funny because they're the Beach Boys and like. It doesn't snow where they're at. You know what I mean? So <laughs> don't matter. You can still be Christmas, Christmas anywhere. Yeah. That Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. They, it was totally about Christmas in Los Angeles. Yeah. And there true. was no snow. So yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that one. That's yeah, a good yeah. one. My next one, I feel like is a is a classic. It's Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry. Like, this is just an amazing Christmas song. How, how does it go? Every time I hear it. Run. Run, run, mm. Rudolph. Santa's gonna make it to town. No, you haven't heard it? No, no, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I it sounds familiar. Yep, 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 yep. Home alone. Yeah. Home alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> run. There we go. Yeah. Oh my God, bro. There, yeah, dude. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should have been on mine. That's oh. awesome. Great fantastic pick, pick man. <laughs> fantastic pick. <laughs> um, for me, man. Uh, so for my next one, it's controversial, but I don't give a fuck, man. I don't oh, care. Oh, dude. oh. Give me "Baby, It's Cold Outside" from Idina Menzel and, and the version from Idina Menzel and uh, Michael Bublé. That's your favorite. I like that one a lot. I think there's one the, like an old one from the '60s that I liked a lot. There's, that, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have great voices in that one. Though. Either way, I, I ain't gonna hate way. on it. Yeah, yeah. Either way, man. Like, I don't. I personally don't think it's problematic because I. I think it's more of a like a. Uh, he, he's trying to convince her to stay because, like, hey, we're having a great time, and she's she's trying to be flirtatious by saying no. You know yeah, you mean? you can clearly tell that she doesn't want to leave either. It's not exactly, a, exactly. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't even worry about that. We're not. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, we're not people getting try, into that. <laughs> yeah, people tried canceling it back in the day. I was like, no, like you guys don't understand that. But I don't want to get into it. It's a great song, and I loved it again. The rend- especially the rendition of it from uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, which we'll get into later. Um, great song. 
and and you can sing it uh if you're doing like karaoke songs with uh your your family members you know you can do it with your uh significant other um or if you have a, a cousin that can sing beautifully and uh or and uh someone else uh, another man that can sing amazing you know you, you guys hear that and it's like it just sounds it just sounds lovely man it's just just a good time i love that song and it i especially loved it even more after one of the movies that i saw um so yeah it's just good times for me and i love that song i don't care what anyone says <laughs> great pick man great pick uh my next one is sleigh ride but by the carpenters i think it's a really nice version of the song how does that go got you jason you know i'm not gonna sing these i want you to sing ring ring oh, okay yeah. there we go all right it does uh, pick up don't worry <laughs> but i'm like wow what beautiful voices they have in this version you yeah i get okay okay giddy up giddy up giddy up let's go of course i love the upbeat version there you go too, bro, you got it. so yeah i was i'm not gonna sing the whole thing though is all i'm saying so that's my next one i've grown up it, i've had that song stuck in my head throughout the entire year on certain years because it just it is so catchy it gets stuck in your head i don't know maybe it's just me but it's literally like Random times throughout the year would be, you know, June. I'm like, I said, it's lovely weather for us. Stay right together with you. you. <laughs> yep. I think it's just uh, the fact that you have a daughter now and you're just like, uh, when it's Christmas time, like you're just hearing the songs and you're just like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, that was before I had a daughter, my friend. That was before I had a daughter. Oh. It's always <laughs> been a cheerful Christmas guy. Not really, not that either. It just got stuck in my head. I I grew to like Christmas songs because of my kid, but it got stuck in my head long before that. Yeah, I think I just love Christmas songs for me because Janet, my old, uh, not my oldest sister, um, the sister closest to my age. She's she's an older sister of mine, but she loved Christmas songs, and I, it just reminds me of a time. I want to say better times because uh, a I did, simpler time, a simpler, a simpler time. time. Yeah, I, I had a great childhood, and I, uh, I still have a great life right now. So, uh, but it just reminds me of you know Christmas with my grandma before she passed, bless her heart, and just spending time with my family and tamales, food. Uh, the parents drinking, we're cracking pinatas, we had jumping balloons, staying up till midnight to open Christmas gifts with my cousins and stuff. It was just food just on food time. on food. Food on food music on food. blaring. Yes, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it wasn't and we didn't do the jumping balloons, but that's pretty cool. But we did have like mad parties. House yeah. would be full with like three or four people in each room. It was so yes, fun. Dude. Yeah, such a great time, man. And I'm excited to do that this weekend <laughs> so hey, hey. for my final song i gotta go to my hispanic side of things and it's not the song that everyone thinks about Feliz Navidad. although i do like that song but it, I, it, that's not the one man uh the one that i'm gonna go with is los peces en el rio and this one because it reminds me specific specifically of my grandma which uh, one is that uh so it goes <clears throat> I'm gonna sing it for you guys, but uh, it's not gonna be good. Uh, but she goes, Pero mira como beben los peces en el río. Pero mira como beben los peces en el río. Beben y beben y vuelven a beber los peces en el río por ver a Dios nacer. Uh, it's um, a Catholic uh, hymn, I would say. 
um, when mm. you're praying through uh, Jesus, Jesus, uh, I don't know, during Christmas and stuff, um, you know, when the three kings come and stuff like that, it's one of the yeah. songs that we sing while we're praying. Uh, and that just vivid, that song like vividly reminds me of my grandma. So uh, I had to put that in there. I just had to. <laughs> oh no that's a good one you know <laughs> i got a family member who's a big fan of el burrito sabanero oh, okay remember that one no i, I don't know but I, I like the one the the drummer boy right the, oh the spanish, the spanish version, version. The have spanish. you heard the juanes version of that song i i haven't bro i'm gonna find it and i'm gonna send it to you okay it's a pretty good version of the little drummer boy i'm like man this is good yeah, I, I I like the Spanish version of the Drummer Boy for sure. So if you yeah. if you find that one, send it to me. Um, yeah, in yeah, general, the, it sounds better, but then this version in Spanish as well, like ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. great. So yeah, the the Los Pesos in el Rio by Pandora specifically, because uh, it starts off slow and then it just picks up, and uh, yeah, it just reminds me again of just Christmas Eve with the family. Uh, so I had to put that in there, especially my grandma. Shout out to her. Uh, love you, grandma. Miss you. <laughs> El Niño del Tambor I'm going to send it to you by Juanes y Jay de la Cueva um, okay anyway now my last one is Carol the Bells either the classical version or the Trans-Siberian version not going to sing this one either <laughs> <laughs> I will I will put it on for you Jason because I will not do that one justice but this one is for sure gonna remind you of home alone yeah oh yeah 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 classic classic yeah fantastic beautiful song and shout out to gabby this is her favorite christmas song as well ding fraser dun ding fraser dun sorry that's just like a bunch of comedic versions to it that's just the one yeah that's the one I remember most. <laughs> but yeah, and then I wanted to give a shout out to a really dumb Christmas song, um, which is I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. I was just about I to say that. I love that song. I was just about to say, I was like, let me guess it. I was, I was, I was into, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. It's so funny, man. That song cracks me up. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I think I, I think I skipped one, Jason. Did you say all of yours already? Yes, you did. I, I sure did. Uh, you missed uh, one song by The Waitresses. That's right. Christmas rapping. So this song came out in like 1982. It sounds very 80s. And I, I really enjoyed it. I was like, man, this is a good song. And it's a Christmas song. I, I would advise I to check it. it out as well. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I'll play it for you, Jason. We're doing a song episode. I might as well. So it sounds super 80s. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but it's it's a pretty fun song. I, um... What? I hear you. Okay. A little, a little rock and roll in there. It's going to sound very 80s, though. I'll be honest with you. Okay. When they bust in with, uh, I think it's trumpets in the middle of the song, it's pretty good. All right. But it's got like a, it's got an upbeat sound. I'm like, okay, 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 I could do this. And I find myself just jamming to it whenever I hear it. I'm like strutting around the house. 
It's one of those songs where you're just why, walking why around the house with a while you're wrapping gun. Christmas present. Yes, yes, exactly. For me, it's putting presents in bags and then putting tissue paper. But yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, you don't like, <laughs> you don't like wrapping. Um, See, I'm not I'll... good at cutting anything really because I'm lefty. I assume. Uh, I, yes, <laughs> I yes. use that as an excuse, but you know, no, it is hard. It is hard as a lefty myself. Um. It's tough to use. Ah, you get used to it, though. I mean, we're used to it now, right? I, I mean, I don't. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so. that's that's my last pick. Uh, Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. That's a pretty good song. Shout out to Frank Sinatra Christmas songs. Uh, oh yeah, there's quite a bit. I wanted to pick some, but I, I just wanted to highlight these because I could literally just pick all Frank Sinatra Christmas songs. So. All right, Jason, so that wraps us up. I'm going to repeat yours. Tell me if I get them correctly. Let It Snow by Dean Martin. Yes, sir. The Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Yes, sir. Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. Yes, sir. Baby It's Cold Outside by Adina Menzel and Michael Buble. Yes, sir. And Los Peces en el Rio by Pandora, I would assume. Yes, that is correct. Nice. And for me, it's Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Ives, Sugar Rum Cherry by Duke Ellington, Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry, uh, Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses, Sleigh Ride by The Carpenters, and shout out to Carol, The Bells, uh, either the classical version or the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Not going to hate on either. I enjoy both. Either one, it's fire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, Are we going to do the Christmas movies? Oh, we're sure. Do. We're, of course we are, man. All right. The, we'll, we'll, tell us tell us what we're doing here. Tell the audience what we're doing here, my friend. Um, so we're giving you guys our favorite Christmas movies. Now, we want to each give you guys five. So as I was looking at my friend's list, I was like, oh, Jesus. Um, I just made mine to five. <laughs> okay. Oh, thank you for giving me that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I just um, just some of our favorite Christmas movies. And man, it was pretty tough when I saw your list, and I had to like think about like outside the box of like other movies that I liked because, I, personally, man, there's a lot of cheesy ones that I absolutely don't like personally. Yeah, there's a lot of bad Christmas movies. Um, I would say that there's there's ten bad Christmas movies for every good one. I'll have to admit. Right, right. I, I agree. Um, and I think my personal favorite, which I think you're going to have to agree with, and it was both on our list, so I just have to say this one, uh, and this won't count as our five. It's going to be Elf, right? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of my favorites, if not my favorite. There's one that really closely competes with it, and you're going to be like, what? Why that one? But I, 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 I think I know which one, and, it's, and I see it on your list, and I... I, I know why. <laughs> all, right, but yeah, all right. But yeah, we're going to go with Elf, man. Will Ferrell is a classic, a John Favreau movie uh, directed by John Favreau. He was in it. Um, it was a shout out to all the claymation films that had come out in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, dude. It was just, oh, just a great movie. It was hilarious, but it was also very touching and just everything that you want from a Christmas movie, dude. Um, hilarious in a, in a, in a, where kids can watch it, right? Yeah, and um, so so quotable. Like kids today still find that movie funny. 
He's an angry elf, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you sit on a throne of lies. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, man, great movie! Uh, bye, buddy. Hope you find, Hope you find your dad. Thanks, you know? Mr. Narwhal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, oh, good times. Man, I love that movie, dude. I can watch that movie, especially during Christmas, like more than three times. Ah, I, I won't get tired of it, dude. It's just, just a great film, dude. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, one of the best. I'm here and I'm singing. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the 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 shower scene where like he's just hearing her sing, "Baby, it's cold outside." You know that mm-hmm. that scene was hilarious. He's like, "Oh, what are you doing here? Get out!" And he runs, he runs into the lockers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude! Uh, great movie. Good choice, man. Hit so, me up as a uh, Papa's got a brand new bag. You know? <laughs> Oh, no man. singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. Yeah, no, yes, there's there is. not. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> no, there's not. We sing all the time. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, man. Uh, all right, all right. I'm going to go into mine, which I think would probably be my number one uh, Christmas movie. Strangely enough, it is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Not strange at all, man. Yeah, yeah. I've watched a lot of versions of the Christmas Carol, of A Christmas Carol, I just recently watched the 1938 version, which a lot of like movie buffs say is the best version. I heartily disagree because it skips a bunch of parts. It changes, it changes a bunch of the uh, dialogue. And I really don't think those things need to be changed or taken out uh, in the film. So it doesn't stay very true to the original story from Charles Dickens. Uh, I would say Strangely enough, Muppets Christmas Carol does stay fairly true to it. And Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge, I don't care what anyone tells me. I don't care how many Jim Carrey fans come for me on this one. Michael Caine is the best Eben. Yeah. Michael Caine. Anyway, uh, best Ebenezer Scrooge I've ever seen. He does a great job and he does it so seriously in, in an interview he had done. They said that he did it as if he was doing it with a company of Shakespearean actors. Like that's what he was imagining the entire time. You have to, man. Filming. You got to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. And he did a great job. They capture the spirit of the story. Some of the most important beats of the film it's, or of the story itself are in the film. It's a really, really good watch. I used to love the Flintstones version. I used to love, obviously, I still like the, Jim Carrey version, but now that I've seen the Muppets one, that's going to be very hard to top. Um, uh, where, where can we watch that? Because I haven't seen the Christmas Carol Muppets one, so I, I really want to watch that, to be honest. So the Muppets Christmas, any Muppets properties are actually Disney now, so you'll be able to see it on Disney+. Plus. Hell yeah, brother. Okay. And what's your next one, Jason? Oh, we have this one doubled as well? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna skip that one since you have it on yours. So, but we'll we'll say which one's doubled, and I'm a I'm gonna go over to Jingle All the Way. Oh, I, I, I've talked okay. about this man over and over again, but oh, that's why Arnold Schwarzenegger is the goat, bro. You know, it's he funny. Had, I tried he, getting Gabby to watch this movie. I don't think she's as big of an Arnold fan as 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 we would be, <coughs> <laughs> and I didn't have the nostalgia. So yeah. she was like, this isn't that good of a movie. I was like, I could see no, how you feel no, that it's way. Good. It's good. I could see how you feel that way, but but you got to understand, this is hilarious. <laughs> G- Gabby, watch it again, okay? 
You're wrong yeah. on this one. <laughs> You're wrong on this one. <laughs> yeah, babe, sorry. It's it's not me saying it. It's not me. Those are my cookies. Stay away from my cookies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's about so it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's the dad who's obviously too much invested in his work and doesn't pay attention to his kid, like any other Christmas story, right? Um, but he does love his kid, and he's like, Well, what what toy do you want? And he's like, I want the terrible man, it has all these figures, and he's like, All right, cool, I'll, I'll come get it. It's Christmas Eve. And it turns out that this is the hottest selling toy in the world right now, and it's impossible to get. And he fights along uh, Sinbad, uh, who's another dad that's trying to get the same toy for his son. Great and 90s comedian, man. Great, great 90s, 90s comedian. comedian. And it's just a uh, just a comedy all the way. And yeah, obviously. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Yeah, it, it, uh, dude. I, I comedy all the way. Say, jingle yeah, yeah. all the jingle way. No, no, no. You way. did it on purpose. You did it on purpose, guys. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, dude, it was just the. Uh, I, I, I love watching this 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 film and uh just uh, goes back to my childhood and again that, that that's why Arnold Schwarzenegger is the goat to me bro well, that's fair that's fair I, mean, I I have so much nostalgia for that movie I love same, that movie. Dude, same. I love watching it with my mom whenever I get a chance to on Christmas because that's like one of our movies oh, um, that's awesome yeah see yeah. uh I know my dad likes it my sister likes it and I know uh I think my niece and nephew likes this movie too. Like, because we show, like, we show them all like the nostalgic films, and they, for the most part, they like it too because they're watching it when they're kids. So, like the little giants, uh, Sandlot, and stuff like that. Like, they love the, they love those films. So, it's just another one like that, but Christmas. I'm divided on Little Giants because it's a great movie, but it's anti-capitalist. Oh, so, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I can forgive. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I feel next that. One. I feel that. Four Christmases starring Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Great. They don't <laughs> really like Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. They don't like going to their family's houses for Christmas. They have to, both of their parents are divorced. Are so four different Christmases. Um, the hijinks that happen through each one of the different houses are just a blast. And it shows them go through some turmoil, turmoil in their relationship because they had never seen the other interact with their family so it was it was really fun watch hilarious especially with uh john favreau, john as, favreau as Vince Vaughn's brother, brother. Oh, was in the chicken wing and they're playing taboo and he knows like all the answers <laughs> and like there's like they give you like if you guys ever play taboo you guys have uh you have a a word on the card that you have to pronounce but they give you five words on the bottom that if you say you get disqualified yeah so, so you got to describe it Let's say my word would be Christmas, and then I can't say Santa presents, Claus, Santa. presents, December, elf. So I'd have to think of different ways to describe Christmas. Uh, and in an allotted time, you try to get them to guess as many words as possible. He's just ridiculously good at it with his wife. Because the key to that game isn't about um, isn't about knowing all these different words. It's about being able How to communicate. Yeah, and communicate with that person. Exactly. With. Yep. The better you know that person, the much the easier the game will be. The less you know that person, or the less time you spend with that person, the more difficult it becomes. Yep. Agree. Well, well said, my friend. Well said. But anyway, Four Christmas is a really hilarious movie. I highly recommend. This one is more adult. I would not recommend. Well, yeah, I guess you um, could watch it with your 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 kids, right? 
Yeah, I don't well, remember anything specifically like no, yeah, raunchy I mean, happening. Yeah, definitely not. This next one for me will be, but the the one the four Christmases it, it could pass. It could pass. Yeah, it, it definitely passes. Uh, for, next one for me is definitely a, a kid friendly movie. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, the Jim Carrey version. Great version, great version. I personally still like the original cartoon more, but it's nice to see live action, and Jim Carrey does a great job. Dude, that uh, one scene where everyone, it's its a famous TikTok uh, video now where it's just like, where he's making his plans, like, oh, 7.30, blah, 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 do this, blah, 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 you know? But what will I, I wear? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, uh, it's like, something I need to do this, I can't cancel that again, right? And then uh, eight o'clock, load and self pity, right? And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and a lot of this stuff was improvised, man. Like, it's only Jim Carrey that can do that with all that makeup, but still able to do all those facial express- expressions as an actor. Uh, and there's that one scene where he uh, pulls the uh, the cloth from his uh, from his table with all the plates and silverware there, and he oh, like yeah. pulled it, and everything stayed. And apparently, it was supposed to all fall off. And he goes back and throws the table down <laughs> and like makes a mess. Dude, that was improvised, completely improvised. Um, you know, Jim Carrey is just like one of the greats of uh, improvis- you know, improving stuff and just making those scenes and just really bringing that character to life. It was awesome, dude. Uh, I-, I loved it again. I, I hear he had a lot of trouble in that suit. Like it was, uh, he did. He had to have like physically a lot of daunting. Therapy. Yeah, he had to do uh, a lot of. Um, he went to a ther- not therapist or just like some some specialist to like how to cope with that, like torture therapist and stuff like that, because it felt really like yeah, like you said, very daunting to him, and it, like it was very painful physically for him and mentally. So I think it was like Shout twelve hours of makeup, man. It was crazy, dude. Shout so. out to Jim Carrey because he does a great job in A Christmas Carol too. I do like his version quite a yeah, bit. I agree. I, uh, hey, this one was on my list too, man. Uh, so that's why I didn't put it in. So I'll, I'll let you have this one because you gave me Elf. All right. So the <laughs> next one is The Night Before. It's about uh, three three young boys who make a pact to celebrate Christmas together every year. And two of them have lives that they're living now. One is, uh, I think he's a movie star, right? Or an uh, action star? No, he's an athlete, uh, NFL star. Oh, he's a football player. Okay. The other one is married. Uh, about to I have a kid about to have a child so their lives are but moving in different directions and yeah he's jewish that's <laughs> seth rogan's character anthony yeah, yeah. mackie plays the athlete and um oh my gosh joseph gordon levitt plays the friend who's kind of stuck in the middle he hasn't he has his life hasn't changed much since and he still feels passed away yes he still feels quite uh abandoned and so this is just about their hijinks uh having their last uh christmas eve together um and they kind of have their own rendition of a christmas carol a little bit yeah there are definitely some similar beats of a christmas carol in it definitely you see the inspiration i think that's why i like it so much but the funny side of it (laughs) yeah and honestly i mean it captures the christmas spirit like what christmas really is about um still in the movie and it's it's just hilarious michael shannon has a great cameo in the movie i oh, really enjoyed I loved him in that one yeah. yeah i think watching seth rogan in a catholic church is probably one of the Tripping highlights 
Yeah, one of the highlights <laughs> of the entire film. It's just outrageous uh, and a great, great time. Do not watch that with the kids. Um, um, my favorite part <laughs> was when they're in the store and they just start, ding, 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 ding. Look at you, look at you. Oh, always yeah. find you, always find something wrong. Uh, that was awesome, dude. I'm not gonna uh, lie, that kind of reminded me of our friend group. I was like, man, that would that would have been us. Yeah, it yeah, really us. did. I think that's why I love this movie so much. I remember watching. I, it was Eric and I think I think I saw this film with Eric and Jermaine, and we were just fucking dying the whole time. Uh, it's just one of your your classic Seth Rogen films. Like one of those. Like it was just when he just kept hitting with comedy films. You know, it was nonstop, man, with Pineapple Express, uh, 40 Old Virgin, uh, Super Bad. Just those movies were just coming out back to back to back. It was just, there's such classic films, dude. And they gave us a Christmas one, man. It was awesome. Love this film. Great. Can't say anything bad about it. Yeah. Great, great movie, man. Highly recommend. Again, do not watch it with the kids, but highly recommend it. All right. What's your next one, Jason? Um, I'm going to go because I know you have one, so I'll put that one on my last because that's your first one. I'm gonna go with uh, Eight Crazy Nights with Adam Sandler, the animated film. The animated film, yes, it's like a Hanukkah slash Christmas. What, right? Um, oh, I've never seen it. How is it? Well, obviously, what? if you have it here, yeah, I've never seen. Bro, it. Bro, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No yeah, yeah. way. It, it it is hilarious. Do not watch it with the. Uh, with Katya. <laughs> fair enough, that. fair enough. It, it's like a, it's like the night before. It's like a it, it's like an Adam Sandler film, like a live action Adam Sandler film, but like cartoon version. Oh, okay. Um, but they, they have a lot of Christmas spirit at the end, you know, like there's always something to it, you know, and like uh Adam Sandler plays like a he hates Christmas and Hanukkah because during that holiday that's when his parents died and stuff. So ever since then, like he's just been in shambles and just Kind of very similar to the night before, uh, but a, a, a cartoon version of it. And it's a musical too. So, like, that's some very catchy songs. Uh, there's this guy, you won't understand it, but to my eight crazy nights out there, yeah, it's a technical foul. Um, oh, it, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's one of my favorite songs in that, uh, uh, in that film. I highly recommend it, Luigi. Uh, you, dude, go watch it I, as soon as you can. Honestly, bro, I think you'll love it. You'll you'll die of laughter, and then you'll also feel something at the end. It's 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 awesome, dude. All right, I'll definitely watch Eight Crazy Nights. Uh, my next one is an '80s John Hughes classic. Actually, my next two movies, I'll, I'll give it away slightly, are John Hughes films. I really like me some John Hughes and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, man. Have you ever seen that movie? I don't know. You got to tell me a little bit about it. And I it is John Candy, Steve Martin. Uh, I think Kevin Bacon comes out in it for a little bit. And it is about this businessman who is trying to technically it is a Thanksgiving movie. I'll say that. But it is got it has got the Christmas spirit. So I'm putting it in Christmas movies. Now, he's trying to make it home to his family for Thanksgiving. And something happens to his car. He can't make his train. The flights are all canceled. So he has to find a way to get get there. And first he rents a car. Something happens to the car. And he ends up with John Candy for most of the trip. And John Candy is just a character. 
He is a huge character and he's hilarious through the whole movie. I feel yeah. like it's very much like a, a showcase of how funny John Candy was. Uh, and rest in peace, yeah. man. I know, man. Every time I think about him, I'm like, God, he was like one of the next great American uh, comedy actors. And just to, he died at a young age because I, I love every movie that I see him in. And this is definitely one of those. Highlight for me is a scene where he is driving down the road and they're playing mess around by Ray Charles and he's jamming out to it. And slowly he realizes that something has happened and the car is on fire. And so he, it's all these hijinks that happen while he's on the road. And this whole time, Steve Martin's asleep in the seat next to him. Uh, Great watch, really good watch. It shows it's a very, it's a buddy comedy for the ages for sure. And Steve Martin's character grows to love, uh, grows to love John Candy's character in the movie. I know it's not a Christmas movie, but it's pretty much a Christmas movie. I feel that man. Uh, I haven't seen that one, so looks like we both got something to watch on our list, huh? My private collection, my friend. You can watch it there. Nice, nice, nice. Before I get into, uh, I have two more. Then right. Uh, yes, you have this one, and then I'm going to do my last one, and you do your last one. Okay, okay. All right, so my next one, I'm going to go with Bad Santa, dude. Uh, I have not seen that either. What? Yeah. Oh, dude, a 2003 film with uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> dude, it's like, uh, have you seen Bad Teacher? Yes, I have. I've okay, seen it, Bad it's, Teacher. It's like that, but better. Uh, bad Teacher was uh, kind of like a, oh, Bad Santa was do a bad teacher kind of thing. Uh, so if you like that type of comedy, it's it's exactly like this. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, he's uh, he's uh, he, he knows how to crack into safes. He's a crack uh, a specialist at that. Um, so every Christmas they uh, they hit malls and stuff like that. And so he'll dress up as Santa. He'll take a Santa job and he'll crack into safes and steal that. And along the way, obviously he meets a. a um, someone and a kid that he uh ends up befriending and stuff and he's like i got it i can't do this anymore but it is so hilarious because he's a drunk and stuff like that it's just uh definitely another rated r film that you probably shouldn't watch um with katya oh but it's hilarious dude you'll love it i promise you uh great film they, they made a bad santa too which was all right uh they bring back the entire cast minus um um Minus Lauren Graham, I think. Um, but yeah, they bring back all, all like even all the characters, e- even the little boy uh, as an older character, uh, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, uh, Bad Santa Two is okay, but definitely Bad Santa, definitely must watch. Uh, and let me know what you think after that, dude. It's it it kind of reminds me of the night of, you know. Okay, okay, I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Bad Santa. All right, all right. Um, my last one is going to be a Christmas classic. I actually know quite a few people that don't like this movie at all, which shocks me. Um, Home Alone. They shouldn't be your friends. John Hughes's last great film, uh, Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci. Great, great movie. And, you know, all the stunts in that movie were actually done by stuntmen. It was one of the last movies that they did that in. They had really ingenious ways to show how a kid, uh, a kid's imagination would create booby traps. And I know like the, I know kids love that movie because I've watched it with students 
which by the way, guys, it has some cuss words in there. Um, so if you are a teacher, be careful with that because they pop out and you're like, oh, like prick, not... I think. Oh, they say shit. So they straight oh, up say that? shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. Pretend you guys didn't hear that. You Pretend filthy you animal. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, filthy animal. Oh, that was a good, good little scene, too. I just thought it was so imaginative. As a kid, it captured my imagination. It's just a really cool movie. What do you think? Oh, I, I agree, man. Um, I love I loved Home Alone. And uh, that's why, can I get into it? Absolutely. And that's why uh, my last pick is Home Alone 2. I, 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 liked, I liked Home Alone 2 slightly better just because of them in the hotel and like him, like the traps are just even more ridiculous in the second one to me. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's still Macaulay Culkin and his acting is, as a child actor is fucking insane. Because uh, uh, I still liked Home Alone 3, don't get me wrong. Um, but I saw Home Alone 4. I saw Home Alone again. I seen Home Alone, Home Alone Sweet Home or something like that. Those are awful, dude. Those are awful. Macaulay I Culkin. have not seen anything past the second one. So uh, Home Alone 3 is like the last good one. I, we, I saw some other ones a couple of nights ago. And they're just awful, dude. Like they don't even care about the act. Like Macaulay Culkin was a phenomenal child actor, dude. Like you appreciate him more, like as a child actor. Yeah, and, he was great. John Hughes yeah. saw it in him at a young age, and he he kept him for all his oh, yeah. child roles. And then Joe Pesci, bro, come on! Like, <laughs> I dude, love the way just... he found ways to cuss without cussing. He'd be like, "Oh man, I know what you're trying to say." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they're so great, and, and again, it just kind of just shows, like uh, again. Um, you're not alone on on Christmas, and just you guys, you see the better things in life, like how he always wants to be alone and hates his family, and then at the end of it, is like, no, I I really love my family, and that's that's what it's all about, man. Yeah, and so that's gonna wrap it up for us, actually, guys. Um, I'm gonna repeat a few of these. Uh, Elf for Jason. Yes. Then I'm not gonna do them in order. Elf, Home Alone two. How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey, the the live-action version. Jingle All the Way, Bad Santa, and Eight Crazy Nights. Yes. And for me, it is The Muppets Christmas Carol, Four Christmases, The Night Before, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Home Alone. That's perfect, dude. Our list is perfect, dude. No one can argue that. And if you guys argue that, you're just wrong. Yeah, Just you kidding, guys. Let, us, <laughs> let us know your favorite Christmas songs and Christmas movies. Uh, yes, it's obviously that time of year. Um, it's not always nice to have something playing in the background with when you're with the kids, whether it be music or movies, or even have the Christmas songs going while the movie is on mute and just having it out there and just you know spread the love, spread the positivity, especially through these holidays. Uh, it's you know, it's all about family and everyone that you care about, so. Yeah, and you know the all these movies capture a few things, right? Family, and then just goodwill towards your fellow man, right? Like that's that's what Christmas is all about. And you know, before we we let you guys go, we we hope that you are shown the same kindness by all of your fellow uh, your fellow men and women out there in the world, just going about your day. This is that time of year where you do that small little something for somebody and it means the world. Uh, Remember, we're all human and we should all love each other. 
and we should reach out to those family members that we that we maybe don't hear a whole lot from because this might be that time of year that could be the toughest for them beautiful would you couldn't say it better myself all right jason you got any shout outs for us uh yeah man uh shout out to my girlfriend jamie um i'm obviously going to el paso she can't come along uh because she's got to spend time with her family um so we did our christmas early and thank you for the gifts i absolutely love you they're amazing um you're the best honestly and uh don't forget to follow us on instagram guys if you haven't our at is at revenge underscore of the pod follow us and uh give us a review if you haven't uh we appreciate it and give us any feedback uh what you guys like to see and what you guys haven't you know we're always trying to get improved and uh we we really appreciate that what about you shout out to all the family and friends who have been supporting our podcast this year uh we're, we're approaching the last two episodes of the year just wanted to give a shout out to all of you who have stayed stayed on with us and are, are catching up on episodes. We really appreciate you. Uh, we do this as a labor of love, but we definitely appreciate those of you guys who are who are actually listening in. That makes us want to be better and get better for you. So thank you guys so much. Of course, thank you to Gabby. You've been my biggest supporter, always are. And Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas. If you're having a rib roast, I'm jealous. You guys enjoy your your fantastic Christmas hams. Uh, Get some great presents and spend some time with your family. All right, that's going to do it for us, guys. We'll see you next week on Revenge of the Pod.